5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Listening to the remotes. I'm fine with that. Big Ramones guy? Uh, I wouldn't say a big Ramones guy, but I don't mind listening to him. I like a few songs. Yeah, this, being no, one this, of them. Is, this is really this is a good tune. It really is. Uh, we bring this up because the remote, you know, there's this really cool thing that pops up on Facebook occasionally uh, where, you know, they show bands that were at the attic or old posters. Of groups that are at the attic. The attic is now what, Ben? You probably know this. I have no idea what I, it is. I, I have no idea what it is. I don't, I'm not even was, quite sure where it was. Uh, you know the you know where Sups is at the store beside it, right? Yes. That building right there was like where it used to be. Oh, attic. okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like... And there a, was the it's, cellar? It's a convenience store now. Is it? No, 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 no. Not that building. The building beside the convenience uh, store building. Oh. I have that no idea. I have no idea what that building is. I always yeah. look at it, but I, I don't know what it is. That was you went in the you went down the alley and went in. That was the attic. Then they had the cellar, which is where you went up front, and that's where kind of all the the preppies hung out. Really, was the cellar. I couldn't even tell you what that building is. Now I look at it every time on my way home from uh, right. here. And if I, anybody I knows on the always anonymous text line, and you have that, text it to us, or tweet it at us, uh, or let Ben know. Or otherwise, Ben needs to do a little homework and investigate. I guess All right, so, here yeah. we Here we go. Uh, we are up and running here on the uh, Patrick Johnson Show. A couple things to uh, talk to you about. I, anyway, I bring this up because, I, you know, they, they put posters, and it was 34 years and one month ago to the day that the uh, Ramones played the attic in the late 80s. Now, this was probably not vintage Ramones from eight years earlier. Uh, you're probably missing a few Ramones. But the Ramones played the attic in Greenville. I mean, that's pretty punk rock, as far as I'm that's concerned. That's big. That's big. It's crazy to think about nowadays. I mean, now we get Young Gravy. That's it. I beg your, I beg your, <laughs> we as, get, opposed to, as opposed to old gravy, yeah. <laughs> which which nobody really wants because that could make you sick. All right, uh, <laughs> Young Gravy. Oh, do, can we air some Young Gravy on here? Is there something he does that we could play? Yeah, we can in do some Young Gravy. He's he's got a lot of TikTok songs out there. Songs that are big on TikTok. Oh, so. you know, I'm big on my wife's big on the TikTok, Ben. As oh, you know. wait, did I just hear you were big on TikTok? All right, you no. finally admitted it. 
No, no, my wife is big on TikTok. Hey, I love TikTok. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm 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 not like some other guys in my generation or age range that are too old to be on TikTok. Hey, I got a TikTok like that's got seven hundred views. Call me TikTok famous. What did it, what happened? What was this about? It was about nothing. It was just me filming my roommate being an idiot. That's the beauty and, of TikTok. You, and it got seven hundred now what's an average TikTok get though, Ben? Uh, you, the big ones get millions, but the fact that I literally right. put up a video of nothing I, going I on. You, yeah. Right, but I asked you what the average one got. What's the average one get, probably? Uh, maybe a couple thousand. So you were kind of uh, like a minor stir in a, in a way. A little bit, yeah. You throw a couple hashtags out there and voila. Next thing you right. know, all these people are following you. I got 20 TikTok followers. I, don't even, I barely go on TikTok, and now I got followers all of a sudden. So you had... Time. You had what we would, you were a minor stir. It was like you were a minor local celebrity, a minor stir. I guess you could say I was I, the talk of the town for a little bit, which you could see whoa. the P-Man on every morning. Uh, look at that. Look at you trying to trying to suck it up there. That's fine, though. I have no problem with that. Yeah, uh, back at it tomorrow. Won't that be something? Won't that be something? Um, all right, so the week ahead, let me set the table before we get into what everybody really wants to get into here. Uh, we've got signing day coming up on Wednesday. Uh, there's a luncheon that they're hosting at noon at the Murphy Center. That's kind of a for the fans event. We may send somebody out there, but I think we're going to be on the air around 1.30 is the plan. We, we still got to get a few things ironed out, but from, from our end, we're good. Uh, but we're planning on covering live the, uh, the Mike Houston press conference on signing day. So you'll hear everything Coach has to say about uh, the new class coming in. And uh, then uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do a quick one-on-one -on -one with him after he leaves the podium. Uh, I will be on along with uh, ECU football alum, and he celebrated a birthday. I think today's his birthday, in fact, Jay Sunholder. Uh, Sonny and I will be on ESPN Plus at noon, live at noon on uh, uh, Wednesday for ESPN Plus for their signing day show. So we got about an hour, 20-minute, hour, 30-minute uh, deal. John Gilbert is uh, going to be joining us that day. Uh, we'll also be joined by Blake Harrell, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and, of course, the man himself, Mike Houston. So that will all be uh, going on. Uh, from uh, the Murphy Center, we'll, Sonny and I will have a show. We'll run through all the highlights. We'll talk about every one of these recruits. Uh, that will uh, officially sign with the Pirates to be part of their 2022 class. Now, is this the first one? Because I don't remember them doing this years before. Is this just something they have I've been done, missing? They have done uh, something last year that was Sunholder did it. It was kind of a can thing. Ah, uh, okay. But this year, uh, it is a live show going on uh, from the terrace there and the Murphy Center overlooking Downey Ficklin Stadium, is my understanding. So what you're saying then, is you're an innovator when it comes to the ESPN Plus game. Well, no, no, I have nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm eye candy. I just show up and go on the air. You're the anchor, though. I'm the anchor, but I'm not. I, I'm just. They point, I go. It's kind of like this weekend. They pointed, I went for the for the state championship. So, like women's basketball, uh, you show up and you go. Well, that was a little different, yes. But, <laughs> but yes, you just point me in the direction. I'll go. I'll do the best I can do. Uh, so that'll be the case, and uh, spent a lot of time going through some uh, notes and highlights today, so uh, interesting stuff. Looking forward to having 
uh, our coverage for you on the radio. And of course, we'll all we'll wrap it all up. The other thing, Ben, we got to work out is Michael Allen for Rose uh, is signing uh, officially that morning. So we, we got to work out getting somebody over there to get a little bit of oh yeah for social sure. media that's and audio for that. Yeah, that's at nine on Wednesday morning at Rose. I meant to talk to you about that before we went on the air, but we're doing our planning meeting. We'll now, be there. Not. We'll get it covered. We'll have an article. We'll have whoa, 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 an article. Okay, all right. There you go. That might be your assignment. We're then. a media entity now. We got we got to get things going. We got yeah ninety four three the paper. Game.com. All right, internet so, everywhere. So I look at a I get a text yesterday, and I'm not going to lie to you. I was napping. I was at this juncture of the day. I I had hit the nap, and I woke up to a whole flurry of text messages. And one of the text messages was from my guy Ben B Baby Byron. And I, I'm going to pair. I'm not going to go look for it. Well, I guess I should go look for it if I'm going to quote you, right? Stand by. Uh, let's see. I got to scroll way down. Gosh, there's so many people that text me during the course of. Woo! Let's think of a different cheer. I, th- I agree, with, Coach. Like defense. Let's go. <laughs> what is Come that? Come on, Duke. Did a button no. get stuck? Let's go, Duke. Come on. I was just filling the void there for one of my favorite oh, I personal see. favorites. I see. Okay. So I get the uh, text message. Matt Rule's last game as Panthers head coach. From Ben with a question. Question mark. So now I, I want you to tell me why you think beyond the obvious. I mean, what, what about yesterday made it should be his last game as head coach? Well, I think the big thing is the idea was is that you told this team and kind of this whole new regime that we're moving on from Cam Newton. This is going to be a different era, and then you bring them back, and obviously it's not equating to win, winning football. I think you can lose a locker room big time that way, and I think we're already starting to see it kind of But is that his fault? Here. I, is I th- that his fault as the head coach? I, you don't think the head coach has a say in who comes in at quarterback? I, I think I don't. Is. I don't think that guy – well, I'm, 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 we're talking about Cam coming back. Yeah. I I think he does have something to do with that. Okay. I don't. I think it was forced upon him. I think he was ready to ride P.J. Walker until Sam Darnold came back. And that's why we've got this hackneyed, idiotic idea of switching guys back and forth. Absolutely. At the very least, though, you can agree it's at least his job to find a successor to Cam Newton. And I don't think we ever really found that. same with well, the offensive line. It was his job to address the offensive line. And it seems like you have a guy in Brady Christensen who played very well uh, the last couple weeks when he was playing at the tackle position, but now he's a guard. And I don't know, it just seems like you're completely lost when it comes to the offensive line, something that hasn't been addressed since 2013 when Gross retired. So, All right. All right. In, in fairness, and I, look, I'm no Matt Rule defender. I, I think I – and have thought since last year he was in over his head. You were one of the early ones who – thought he yes. needed to go from the jump right I, I i didn't think that was a good hire and i just was never confident in what he was trying to do you were clowning him from day one from the the first press conference you were well no, the press conferences weren't very good oh yeah we but can you can't that. I, you can't play two quarterbacks you can't turn the ball over and you cannot though ben have three offensive linemen out yeah it comes back to that three starters out can't have that was yesterday the ninth different starting lineup in 13 games along the offensive line? That sounds about right. Yeah, because it was 8 out of 12 coming in, and obviously, so yeah, it was 9 out of out of 13. I, I say this, though. You look at this past draft, and there was a ton of 
really good offensive line project. We talked project. about it ad nauseum last yep. spring. And you, we talked about it ad nauseum. You got one guy who you don't seem confident in at playing at the tackle position, and you got another guy who's apparently overweight and can't play three downs before getting gassed. So I, he just really failed right there when it comes to the offensive line, something that's important when it comes to winning football. He just has failed to address it, whether it's free agency or the draft. And uh, in order to get your regime going and this new era going, that's obviously an area, the trenches, is something obviously you got to address. And he's failed to do it, and he's definitely got to say in that. They turned it over three times. You have the Matt Rule soundbite ready to go. This is Matt Rule. We're going to get Zoki on in a few minutes, too, to talk about this. This is Matt Rule talking about the three turnover game. Do I need to fill time until we get that? All right, we'll get that lined up and ready to go. Yeah. All right, I got it now. The odds right, are in the 80s against you to when you have three turnovers, um, three turnovers that we didn't really need to have. Uh, pick six. You know, obviously the fumble was extremely difficult. <laughs> Look, I said it this morning, and I do mean it. If not for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This might be the most dysfunctional situation in the NFL right now. I completely agree. I I absolutely agree with that statement. This is it, it is a mess right now. It, it just look at this previous draft. I mean, does anybody really stand out as a great draft pick from this previous draft? I guess you could say Chuba Hubbard, who's your number two back, who's been all right. But outside of that, J.C. Horn got hurt. Can't really blame that much on J.C. Horn. And you got Terrace Marshall, a guy you reach for. And there's plenty of offensive linemen on the board in the second round. He's been just non-existent so far on this offense. And after that, there's nobody, nobody that really stands out. He's just – the drafts haven't been really especially great under his regime either. It's just just a, just a complete mess. Cam Newton will remain the starter. Cam has said, I'm just, I'm just so disappointed in myself. That's a quote. Uh, this is uh, what he had to say about uh, yesterday and the, the game plan of playing two quarterbacks. Cam yeah, package – a package for him. It's just the, the, the timing of, of everything. You know, Coach Sean did a great job this week of, of communicating with us and kind of telling us, you know, that P.J. is going to play. And then this is P.J. Walker, who, I mean, look, I, I don't know what to make of P.J. Walker. and, and He's a Matt Rule well, guy, for what it's uh, worth. That's, well, that's what it is. And, again, I think Matt Rule was content to ride P.J. Walker out this season. Until Darnold came back, which he's still a couple weeks away, I guess, from coming back if he does. And this, I think this Cam Newton thing was thrust upon him. I don't think he wanted any parts to do with it. I don't think Joe Brady wanted any parts to do with it. And they sure as hell coached like they didn't want any parts to do with it based on what they were setting up. Now, this is P.J. Walker saying, well, you got to be always ready to go, especially since I'm a Matt Rule guy. That's the mindset, you know, if I'm not going into the game with an expectation to play, then uh, I don't think I'll be ready. Uh, my body will be ready. I don't think my body will respond to not being mentally ready to go out there and uh, go play. I mean, really, at this point, neither quarterback is. I mean, they both stink, right? I mean, is it crazy to say that Sam Darnold's probably been the best Panthers quarterback this year? I, I, I Outside of one or two games or a series yeah. with Newton. He's yeah, probably I, been I the best, so. which is crazy to think about because 
Donald's probably one of the worst starting quarterbacks in football this year. So Got him off to a good start, though, Ben. He sure did. Off to a good yeah. start. All right, we're going to get Jim Zoki's thoughts on this. Hey, congrats to uh, Jaquan McMillan, second-team All-American by the AP. It's pretty good stuff right there, isn't it? Yeah, More on that coming there. up. Yeah, big time. More on that coming up in a little bit. Uh, Vance Jackson, AAC Player of the Week in basketball. How about that? Pretty good stuff. Uh, Pirate basketball returns to action on Saturday. When, uh, or excuse me, Friday, when they will play Liberty at 1.30 from uh, Charlotte. Part of a quadruple header of exciting hoops. And uh, 1 o'clock will be the airtime. 1.30 will be the tip. We'll be on the air after the network winds up. And we'll have all that for you. All right, a timeout, and we'll come back with Jim Zoki's take on all of this. What's going on in Charlotte? Panthers now 5-8. and eight. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Is your pharmacy fumbling when it comes to customer service, prescription fills, compounding, medical equipment, and enteral intravenous therapy? Perhaps it's time for you to allow HealthWise Pharmacy to score a touchdown in regards to your pharmaceutical needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise Pharmacy puts you and your health first, offering top-of-the-line customer service, individual attention, and free prescription delivery to anywhere in Pitt County. HealthWise Pharmacy, 615B Memorial Drive in Greenville. From the WNCT Newsroom, I'm Angie Casada. The Eastern North Carolina Food Commercialization Center is on its way to becoming a reality after securing recent funding from local and state sources. The North Carolina General Assembly designated $4 million to the proposed 24,000 square foot commercialization center located in the town of Aden. It will provide essential food processing services for farmers, food manufacturers, and entrepreneurs in a seven-county region. More on those stories and all of today's news, weather, and sports starting at 5 o'clock on WNCT 9 on your side. Chico's. Chico's Mexican restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for only $2.50. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. I'm here in the studio with Lance Clark of Bill Clark Homes, one of the largest home builders in Eastern Carolina. And much of the concentration has been right here in their hometown of Greenville and Pitt County. Lance, you guys have been doing this a long time. Yes, we have, Henry, and I appreciate it. Uh, last year, we celebrated our 40th anniversary, which we're extremely proud of. And we are and have always been family-owned and operated. Lance, tell us why a homeowner would choose Bill Clark Homes to build their home. 
Well, one thing that we do that we're really proud of is we like to make the customer part of the process. We have our own design department where we draw our own plans so you can modify and make the house the way you would like it. And another thing is we have a one-stop shop design center with two professional decorators to guide you through that process. So, Lance, what's the price range that you focus on at Bill Clark Homes? Right now, our houses are from one sixty all the way up to 500000 and we have those houses in most school districts all around Greenville and Pitt County. For more information, contact BillClarkHomes.com. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Kerala down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies, and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. Every Monday during the football season, join me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina Panthers football and the latest from the NFL with Patrick Johnson right here on 94.3 The Game, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show right now. Messy, messy loss to the uh, Falcons yesterday in week 14 for the Carolina Panthers, 29-21. It is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. Every uh, Monday during the NFL season, Jim Zoki pops on the phone with us. You'll hear Zoke tonight over on Talk 1037 WTIB. Uh, at 7 o'clock, Panther Talk. We also got Joe Dooley Radio tonight. Joe Dooley Radio Show coming up at uh, 6 o'clock here on 94.3 The Game. Sub Zoke. Patrick, hope you're doing well. I was listening during the break. I got to say something up front here as I was listening. You guys are overworking Henry Hinton. That was a lot of Henry doing commercials. We need some load management where you guys aren't, aren't working Henry to death like this. You know, uh, there's, there's. I, I would agree with you. I would say, you know, well, look, because there's this misnomer in the business that you're paid to do commercials. In certain shops you are and certain ones you're not. And I don't think he's getting any uh, cash for doing this because he's, you know, the man that runs the show. Uh, but there's also uh, there's also some people out there just like the sound of their voices. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess you can get you can say that. So, well, I, I, I am now, you as you know now, like you as you know now, Zoke, being the pretentious uh, son of a gun, I am uh, described as a, uh, a, a quote. A uh, well, what is it, what is it? The guy called me a um, a smug announcer. That's what it was. Described as a smug announcer. Uh, I'm as pretentious wow. as they come, but I'm also wow. you know because I'm on in the mornings now with Henry, so I'm you know I, I can't get enough of my voice apparently because I'm 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 on all the time. It seems like no Henry does you you do a great job. Henry does a great job. I just felt like I was 
Henry was being overworked. I just I was just looking out for him. No, no, he likes to hear I'm his straight, voice. That's can, all. That's all that is. You can that's strain he likes the larynx. Own, you can yeah. strain the larynx. Well, if he wants well, no, you to, to be like a LeBron in his prime, play all forty-eight minutes. Go right ahead. Yeah, I will be like Jordan in, in with the Wizards in his when he was forty. He averaged thirty-seven a game. Played all eighty-two. Them days go. are no See, longer. That's, yeah. and, I, and I view Henry as being the Michael Jordan of broadcasters. So. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? All right, uh, Jim Zoki here, trying to waste our time before we get down to the brass tacks with him on this thing. Wow, you're just trying. Time. You're just trying. You're trying to run a little clock here against B Baby. I understand what you're doing, Zoki. Uh, all right, uh, Jim. I, I mean, what? What? What can you say about yesterday? I mean. Look, this. Well, I'll just I'll I'll go here. Is the Matt Rule seat hot? Well, I mean, you know, they're not playing well, so I think you know that brings everything into play. And so this is now eight out of ten they've lost and five straight home games on top of that, and now you're five and eight, and so it's you know everything has to be questioned. You've got you've gotten rid of the offensive coordinator, brought in a new one that you promoted, and there's just things that have to be fixed. I mean, I thought. You know, as far as the coaching, but like I, I said this on some other shows, that I don't sit there and watch the games and go, wow, this is a head-scratching strategy, or this is horrible time management. If anything, Atlanta's time management in the last two minutes of the half was like the biggest thing I could figure out out of the whole day yesterday, and they still won the game. But um, I don't look at, at least as far as the X's and O's, the strategies and all that, Like I don't look at it and go, this is a team that's not coached well. So it's like, to me, it comes back to, the players have to play better or we don't have the right players because I feel like either they're not executing properly or they're incapable at certain positions of, of executing properly because that's, to me, the thing. Because I don't look at it and go, well, that was a weird call or that's right. why would they throw a pass there? I mean, everyone has their opinions here and there, but I, I don't look at the three hours and, and think that when I walk away from these games. You know, Cam Newton certainly wasn't good. Now, there are some that will say he was not bad, but I think we've seen Cam at his absolute worst. He was probably a little less than meh yesterday, but I, I just I find it unless he's not effective modern day right now if you're having to be on the comeback. If you're, if you're playing from ahead, I think Cam is a lot more effective because of his skill set. So that, that, to me, probably... You're turning him into something that he probably is not. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, I know he had the pick six and all that, uh, but but still, I, I, I just I think you're you're successful with him if your ground game's really solid, and he's more managing the game at this point. Yeah, like if you look at that opening drive, that's you know again you can't just they'll start taking things away. You can't do that for four quarters. But the way they did right. the opening drive of six runs, three passes, he ran it twice had the 23 yards and a 12-yard touchdown on that drive. I mean, that's that's kind of the blueprint of what you'd like to see as often as you could anyway, if something like that. And the passes were stuff like bubble screens and stuff right on the line of scrimmage or a seven-yard square out. And again, not that you wouldn't take your shots here and there, but just in general, if that's an offense that he could run being here for three and a half weeks. And maybe even to say at this stage of his career, that's where you know he's not going to be as erratic. You could have him throw deep balls, but the percentage of success is going to drop uh, dramatically, as we saw. So to me, that's that's kind of the blueprint of how they can win and, and have the defense play well. But when you give up a, a pick six, I mean, our margins for error, Tom Brady could throw a pick six and they can win by two touchdowns. And we, we don't have the margin of error that you know a really explosive Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady kind of offense has to recoup those kind of points easily. You know, and I know he fumbled the football, but I mean, some of that I think was a little bit on his center, right? 
I mean, the center's footwork was kind of uh, on Step that particular foot. play. Step yeah, I mean, yeah. that's terrible. So, uh, and and I just I also don't think, and this is just me, Zoke. I I don't think I think Matt Rule would be content just going with PJ Walker here, even though he doesn't appear like he's the answer on any level. But I think he's in a tough spot. I think both guys are. You can't play two quarterbacks. I I don't think you. It's just you can't. But in my mind. I think Matt Rule was probably perfectly content to kind of ride out P.J. Walker, and then there was the move to bring Cam in, which I don't think was maybe a Matt Rule idea. It, he probably went along with it because he felt like it maybe gave him the best chance to win, I guess, or at least he was told that. But, uh, you know, we were talking about going to the break. I mean, right now is Darnold their best quarterback? Probably, right? Let's see what happens. Like when somebody sits for a while, you start going, "Well, Sam Darnold's starting to look better now. Like the Buffalo quarterback looks better." Like we forget, we we forget October now because we're looking at November and December and what that's been like. So, I, yeah, they've all been erratic. I mean, they've all they've all had flashes. Like PJ played really well in Arizona. Cam played well there and in against Washington. Um, Sam Darnold started out with the three wins and was running the ball real well. So they've all had their positive moments. It's just the, the lack of consistency at quarterbacks, and it really seems like at most positions, and that's what gets you. Like you see some good football, it's just, but you've got to sustain it. You're not going to win it all, but you got to win eighty percent of your plays when you're out there. You're expected to, you know, win your matchups or make the right reads and the right throws. And I feel like in, in some ways, there's three guys that would be better served as being backup quarterbacks, and we're still looking for who that starting quarterback would be right now. All right, after a week off for load management. Here he is. <laughs> who sent me a te- he sent me a text yesterday after the game or near the end of the game. He, he said this has got to be it for Matt Rule, right? Uh, B baby Byram with Jim Zoki here on uh, the Patrick Johnson show. Ben, Jim, obviously this is the first game uh, without Joe Brady. Jeff Nixon filling in at offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts, kind of, with him filling in on, the, on how the offense looked? I thought there were some positives. I thought the run game was pretty solid. He was found a way to get Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore involved, but you also had the turnovers. Kind of, what are your first impressions on Jeff Nixon in this offense? Yeah, you know, you, you said with the turnovers, kind of undid a lot of the, the game planning and and what they were trying to do, and uh, and those are huge. Uh, those are all three. I thought were by large self-inflicted wounds as opposed to something Atlanta was doing a great job of. Um, but I thought, you know, they ran the ball 36 times, which Matt Rule's throwing out 33 as being kind of that tipping point number that he wants to get to that he thinks they could be successful at. And so they stuck to their guns and ran the ball, which I expected they would with the running backs coach essentially in that role. Um, so I, it felt smooth as far as the operations. They didn't seem to be, you know, calling timeouts, trying to get to play in or having trouble. So I, it felt, it felt smooth. It felt like, you know, it was, uh, well thought out and we just kind of undid it with our, and again, our offensive line was not bad yesterday, but you know everything's got to be executed behind an offensive line that's not one of the best in the league. So, kind of takes away from maybe what some of that game planning might look like if that was being blocked up uh, the right way up front. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought Jeff Nixon did a, did a good job, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing as far as that role over the next four weeks to see you know if that's the plan going into next season. And then, based on what you've seen from Cam Newton so far in Carolina this year. Do you think there's a place for him as a starting quarterback in this league moving forward after this season? I mean, it's 32 teams, so I guess, yeah, there can be a place. And he does some good things. Um, you see some flashes of 
what he was able to do in his prime. Um, but, you know, he, say he might have to be in a position where he's got to be kind of mentally willing to be that placeholder, like when the Panthers brought in Teddy Bridgewater. They brought in a veteran to be a placeholder, so whatever that bridge was going to be of trying to get you know a younger quarterback up to speed at some point. And I think you know Cam may have to go into that role of knowing, hey, you may have to go somewhere where they need a guy to be a starter for a season or a big chunk of a season because they drafted somebody who they don't want to throw out their day one or they got somebody young that they think might be able to do it in time but not today. And so I think in that sense, yeah, there, there could be a place. And I don't think he's... He, to me, anyway, I don't think he's not shown a lot of interest in wanting to be a backup quarterback in this league. Like, go be somebody's backup. You know, we, we want you to come in and, and, and get, but break glass in case of emergency. You're the guy that's going to come in and play. I think he wants to be a starter. I, I, it sounded like before he came here, he was offered that kind of thing in Houston and Seattle, and he was not interested. So that limits you from, say, Colt McCoy, who's happy to just be in the league and keep collecting a paycheck and to be used occasionally when needed. All right, uh, Jim Zoki, hear him tonight, Talk 103.7 WTIB. Ben, you got anything else? Are you uh, ready to, to? Okay. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I thought Derek Brown looked good coming back to life yesterday a little bit. He did. He played well. It sounds like since they kind of benched him as far as being a starter, he's, he's played well the last couple of games, and maybe that wake-up call worked, or maybe that would have happened anyways. But, uh, yeah, I've always thought Derek was good. He was really good last year, I thought, as far as, just a guy that impacts the pocket and pushes the pocket. Nobody was yesterday. I mean, we didn't get any sack on Matt Ryan. I mean, that, that they, they had five against him with Tampa Bay the week before. So, I mean, just overall, we did need more defensive pressure up front and, uh, and creating some havoc up there collectively from everybody. But uh, I thought overall Derek played a good game. I, I think he's one of your core guys with this defense moving forward. Hey, uh, great to talk to you, Jim. Uh, and, uh, we're getting down the stretch on uh, Mixon. What, four more games, right? Count is on. We're down to the final four regular season games. So uh, we're going to savor every, every Mick-ism uh, that we have the next month or so. Lots of Mick-isms. Do, uh, do you know, Jim, will they give him a rocking chair? He seems like a man that would have a lot of rocking chairs, especially for this farm that he's got out there in the middle of nowhere in Alamance County. Can he use, will they give him a rocking chair? I've not heard that they're giving him a rocking chair, so I don't know if that's the way they're going to go with that. Um, okay. So it, it could be a rocking chair. It could be a lazy boy lounger. Uh, mm. It could be one of those uh, cup holder kind of chairs or something like that. So uh, we'll see if there's even a chair involved in any of it. So only time yeah, will It may not be. Yeah, may not be. All right, uh, Zog, look forward to hearing you guys tonight. Talk 103.7. Thanks a bunch. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Yep, All right, there you he guys. goes. Thank you. Jim Zoki. We'll get him next uh, Monday. What a depressing oh. time for the Panthers. Jeez. I think you're depressed. I, I do. I think you're just, you're, you're a little, uh, uh, what is the word? Um, indifferent perhaps right now. I, I sense that you're just, you're just, you're emotionally spent with this team, Ben. I don't know how you recover. How do you come back from this? This, I mean, this team is clearly in shambles. Well, you're not coming back this year. Right? Where do you even start? Well, you, I, I think – you know what I think? I think you need to start with an offensive line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, big time. you got to figure out this offseason what you're going to do. And, and I still contend – we talked about this, uh, and I think you've been on the shows we've talked about this. I I am not – got to really think about what you're going to do with Christian McCaffrey. I know there's cap hits that you'll take, and you run the risk of sending a guy somewhere else, and he gets healthy all of a sudden, but – You've got to figure out right now if you're uh, 
that front office what Christian McCaffrey's future is going to be. I think he and, still has a good amount of value to where you have to consider trading him before your program is too far gone, and that's where it's looking its headed. It's going to be too far gone. You're talking about five or six years before you ever recover from it. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing you a lot of good right now, is he? Absolutely not. Not, not on the bench. I'm doing you a lot of In good. The right last now. few weeks where he was playing, he wasn't making much of an impact, to be honest with you. I mean, I think back to that Patriots game, he was non existent. Well, look, he's not going to sneak up on anybody anymore, Ben. And of course not. You, know, you also wonder how. And that's a bad example because the Patriots are obviously pretty good. Yeah, obviously. Uh, and they've game planned for everybody. But I'm so, talking I mean, this guy is the highest paid running back in football. You well, expect yeah, no, him to be that's, consistent. That's a lot of money to pour into a guy who has not played a whole lot. That is a lot Absolutely, of money yeah. to pour into that. And, and, I, and I will agree with you. Yes, you, you're thinking there's got to be a way that this guy will leave an imprint on a game even if he is not, you know, uh, out there rushing for 100 yards or receiving for 100 yards. Because everything we hear, this guy's the ultimate running back. I mean, he can make the ultimate impact in your offense. I mean, there was times where he was our offense in the receiving game and the run game. hes I would even say he's our best blocker under our offense, and he made no impact whatsoever in that game. And then I think to the games after that where he played, and he's non-existent, not doing much. Yeah. Hey, uh, you ready for an update? Always ready. The Duke Blue Devils have hired a head coach. The guy looks like he would sell you a Buick. He's not clapping on the sidelines. He's not from a star. <laughs> what? He's you not Jason Garrett. Oh. Oh. You know, if I'm a Duke fan, I'd almost rather have that. It creates excitement. I mean, that program That's desperately what I mean. needs create, excitement. You create a little buzz. And now you got a guy that looks like he'd, he'd work at a haberdashery. He, like, owns the local suit store. Doesn't – I don't know. All right, uh, Ben, with that and some uh, ECU-related news, and, uh, we'll continue on here on the Patrick Johnson Show. What you got, Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Plenty to get into. Let's start with Pirate Na or what's going on around Pirate Nation here as ECU senior forward Vance Jackson has been named the AAC Player of the Week. Jackson is the first Pirate to earn the honor since Jaden Gardner in February of this year. Jackson netted 23 points and 8 rebounds on the Pirates' 82-71 win over NCANT. ECU women's basketball also had a part of their own honored as Tania Thompson made the conference's weekly honor roll for her performance in ECU's win over NC Central. Thompson notched 21 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals. And from Pirate Football, lockdown corner Jaquan McMillan was named to the AP All-American team as a second teamer. For college football, the transfer portal continues to run rampant. The number one quarterback recruit from 2021 and Quinn Ewers transfers from Ohio State to Texas. USC quarterback Caden Slovis, who was thought to be a top NFL draft prospect this year coming into the season, has now announced that he will stay another year in college and that he's transferred Auburn quarterback Bo Nix has also announced he's entering the transfer portal as a grad transfer. And Texas A&M quarterback Zach Clazada is in the portal as well. 
From local high school football, Jay Rose unfortunately fell short against Dudley in the Class 3A state championship 69-40. And Tarboros won back-to-back 1A state championships. And Duke has hired a new head coach. And this guy, Mike Elko, I guess he's the defensive coordinator from Penn State. That's all you need to know about that. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barm. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Roads Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized train dealer specializing in new installations, home replacements, service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes, you'll be comfortable in no time in Greenville. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color is hiring stylist. If you're driven, creative, and ready to make an impact, then we're looking for you. We offer competitive salaries, flexible schedules, and professional training. So bring your creativity, style, and drive to your local Fantastic Sam's today and show us what you've got. Fantastic Sam's, real salon experience, real savings, real fantastic. Apply at locations in Moorhead City, Jacksonville, Greenville, Newburn, Kinston, and Goldsboro. This is David Hollinger, managing partner of Greenville, North Carolina's Texas Roadhouse. Looking for a gift opportunity with no supply chain issues? Give a Texas Roadhouse gift card this season. Texas Roadhouse is offering you a special opportunity. For every $30 purchase of gift cards, you will receive a $5 coupon. For every $100 purchase of gift cards, you will receive a $20 coupon. Also, inquire about designing your own gift card from Texas Roadhouse. And here's more good news from Texas Roadhouse. Your favorite restaurant is opening for lunch for the holidays. Texas Roadhouse will have special hours starting December 24th through New Year's Eve. That's right. That week you can enjoy Texas Roadhouse for lunch and our great meals during the day until New Year's Eve. Texas Roadhouse special hours will begin noon every day from December 24th through New Year's Eve. We will be closed Christmas Day so our employees can spend the day with their families. Otherwise, we're looking forward to seeing you and your family at Texas Roadhouse for our special lunch hours beginning at noon December 24th. Holiday time is here, and Santa isn't the only one with a very long to-do list. We have what you need to help you get to all the places you need to go with all the things you need to take. Phelps Chevrolet in Greenville. Santa's sleigh is the ultimate all-terrain vehicle, but it's not for sale. No worries, we have trucks, crossovers, and SUVs that can handle just about any road or job you can imagine in style and comfort. Phelps Chevrolet in Greenville. Come in and get you one. Finally, Greenville has a new P.T.'s Grill. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill is open on Greenville Boulevard across from Ashley Furniture. With burgers, fries, chicken sandwiches, salads, even two vegan burgers. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill uses fresh, never-frozen beef and chicken, plus their famous hand-cut fries are prepared daily for each meal. They also have hand-squeezed lemonade and local beers on tap. For lunch or dinner, check out P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, and you'll understand what all the excitement is about. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Now ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game.
Hey, super califragilistic, XBL the dog shit. Super califragilistic, my XB on some. Superman, I get them bands, but ain't gon' Is this Young Gravy? Super duper, get them bands. Unfortunately, it is. That's a special kind of bad, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is this is his gimmick. Yikes! People love this. Well, he performed this song in Greenville, wherever he was at, and I saw the video, and he was not even he wasn't even singing the song. He did a thing where he would say two words and then point the mic towards the crowd. Okay, I'm terrible. Well, I mean, if they're gonna sing it back to you. Right? I don't. Th they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Oh, I see what you. Yeah, saying. it was not not good. Let's do today's pirate report, shall we? And now Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, ninety four three, the game. It's brought to you today by the Greenville Airport, convenient, and comfortable. To Charlotte than anywhere on the globe. Seahorse Steakhouse, you'll always get Danny Steaks and Mama's Cakes. And by Barber Hendrick Honda at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Uh, those are the sponsors of today's Pirate Report. How about Vance Jackson? How about that, Ben? The guy who I think holds the key to this Pirate basketball season, Vance Jackson. One of the nicest guys to ever meet on that basketball team as well. Good He's guy. Really nice guy. Really a good guy. I didn't really you know, know much about him as a person coming into that press conference after that game, but you could tell he was generally excited and happy and just thankful for everybody. It was just, it was good to see that he he got that honor. After recording 23 points and eight rebounds in their win against North Carolina A&T last week, Vance Jackson named the player of the week in the American Athletic Conference. That's pretty good stuff right there. And I Tanaya, think he picks up where kind of Jaden Garner left kind of slacked on last year in terms of I think Vance Jackson's a little bit better defensively than Jaden Garner, which ain't saying much because Jaden Garner was not great on defense, but I still think it's a little bit of an improvement and it's a chance for this team to be a little bit more balanced and kind of share the rock a little bit. Vance Jackson uh, wanting to show that he's versatile and uh, doing so. So uh, that's good. Good for him. Congratulations. Uh, Tanaya Thompson, named to the weekly honor roll for women's basketball in the American. She had a big uh, game against North Carolina Central uh, last Monday. You had a front row seat for that, that game. Monday. I did. Called both the games where these performances were done. What was it, 27 uh, and nothing at halftime? Twenty? No, no, at the end of the first quarter. 27 zip at the end of one. Oh, they were okay. on a 108-point wow. pace, but... Uh, Central showed a little pride. Wow. Uh, and congratulations to uh, uh, Daquan, uh, Jaquan McMillan. Uh, he is named the uh, All-America Associated Press second team selection. Pretty big for him. Is he going to get a sign in Dowdy Ficklin? I, I would think. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, he's an All-American. Yeah. I mean, it's Associated Press All-American. I mean... You know, there's there's a lot of publications and websites and you know things that uh, dole out the. But I mean, the AP's kind of time tested, you know. I mean, that's the one right there. Yeah. So I mean, if you're Jaquan McMillan and you're getting that one, that's that's uh, that's big. That's big. 
especially when you look at the corners in our conference. I mean, he had some tough competition just in our conference alone. So, well, weren't there uh, some other kids out of the American? So Sauce Gardner, the secondary. Yeah. Uh huh. Sauce Love Gardner. Love the name. Love the name. Yep. First team. Uh, he's from Cincinnati. Then his running mate Kobe Bryant, I believe, was second team. And then Marcus Jones, who we know all too well from Houston. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he 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 got a spot on the list somewhere on the All American team. So yeah, he had he plenty got a, of competition. He was the first team first team DB. Yep, Sauce Garner, uh, first team quarterback, a uh, cornerback. Excuse me. I'm. I would love to see a quarterback named Sauce. Yes, I think that'd be something. I think Minshew uh, should name his change his name to Sauce. I think that'd be Ahmad perfect. Ahmad Sauce Garner. If I were, if yeah, I like the name Sauce. That's a good nickname. That's a good nickname. You got Sauce and Kobe Bryant. Ain't nobody throwing on them. No. No. I watched last night the bowl. Uh, I, I kind of flipped over. Sunday nights have become a real slog around the Johnson house. I don't As far as watching, the, watching TV. Because there's really nothing. You know, we've kind of watched everything. If In a normal week, we, we make time to, you know, have a little little TV time. We yeah. have our, our, our garbage TV that we watch together. I, I watch with my wife. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We and, all watch a little garbage TV. And, I mean, I, I work in my stuff. I like my stories. You know, I got my stories I watch, which are, you know, important. But, um, yeah, you know, it was interesting. I uh, there, There's really nothing we're watching right now, you know? And so yeah. Sundays could get a little bleh because, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I just have never been a big consumer of the Sunday night or Monday night football game. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to get in that mind. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch the Manning stuff because that's entertaining. That's good. For about a quarter, that's entertaining. That becomes tedious. Well, the problem this year is when it comes to Sunday night, Monday night football, I people might disagree. I don't think there's been a lot of great matchups that really entice yeah, you I to think, watch the TV. Yeah, I think Monday's been better. Sunday's not been real great. Now, that, that'll change in the next month because they'll start to flex games out and what have you. Absolutely. They really yeah. don't do a lot of that anymore. But anyway, there, there, there'll be some of that moving around. And so, um, <laughs> the, uh, there's just nothing to do. You know, I, we, we tried to watch Yellowstone and we watched the first episode of the first season and it lasted three and a half hours. And I'm like, I cannot watch a show that's three and a half hours long. That show doesn't seem interesting to me in general. I mean, maybe it's well, we're not, the demo. I'm not the demo. Right. So. We're not a hundred. That's part of the reason we're not elderly, but I mean, we like the first one was, I mean, it was, I think it was two hours, but it just took forever ever to watch it i'm just like looks really i don't have that i just don't have that kind of time to invest in it yeah but everybody loves it so i wish we could watch it and be excited about it but you can't pick this up midstream you got to start from the beginning well even then like even if you do have the time i'd never feel good about sitting down and watching a show for two three hours i mean i feel terrible it's terrible you can't watch i I can't can't watch anything for sorry i said oh it's the first episode's two hours it took us three and a half hours to watch this thing I, I felt it bad watching The Last forever. Dance when it was premiering, and those were, what, hour episodes every week? I mean, I yeah, felt bad those sitting were, down and watching those. Those were good, though. Really those good. They try to do a Tom Brady one that's coming out now, and it's it's not uh, very good. Very. Boring. Did you ever watch the Mets one? I did not watch the Mets ones. I said I was going to watch it. Um, I need to do it because that there was a lot of characters on that team. There's plenty of they stories are, to be told. The Mets one is probably an hour, maybe hour and a half too long. But they... They could have taken episodes, I guess, is it three, two and three or four and five? I, the 
the penultimate episode and the episode before it could have been kind of merged. Jeez, I mean, how much can you tell about the '86 Mets? There was there, oh, no, sharing... there was a lot to tell. There well, was a lot to tell. They're then. showing no. All right, they're sharing nose beers in the locker room. Then they won the World Series. That's all you need to tell about the '86 Mets. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, Ben, you got a mouth on you, man. Just saying. I mean, it's it's God. the truth. Four strawberry uh, and and good uh, good in there. I mean. So it was four hours, yeah. Or how, I'm trying to see how many episodes it was. I know it was it was over two nights. Anyway, it, it, it was it was probably uh, you, you probably could have gotten it done in three episodes, right? They got to drag probably it out. It. They didn't know where to finish. Well, yeah, no, they had to. Yeah, you you probably could have gotten it done. Where are they now? Right, you could have gotten it, but it was good. You you ought to watch that over the holidays. I think that's got to check it out. I mean, you can hold, do a whole documentary on Lenny Dykstra on. I mean, alone. Well, that's true too. That's true too. Hey, um, we'll break. We'll come back and wrap things up, and uh, have more for you, uh, and get you set for uh, tomorrow and the rest of the week. Patrick Johnson Show. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. It's the holidays. What will you cook for your family this year to make your meal special? If you want the best, you need to make the short drive to Acre Station. Acre Station is where you'll find the freshest quality meats for your family this year. Acre Station has a great selection of prime rib and beef tenderloin, perfect for your holiday table. Also, dry salted corned hams, Acre Station smoked tenderized hams, and don't forget the breakfast table. Your family's eyes will light up when they realize you're serving them Acre Station's homemade fresh sausage. It's the best you can get anywhere because it's processed right on the property. Acre Station is a family business, and they love serving the families of Eastern Carolina year-round, but especially during the holidays. The folks at Acre Station wish you the most blessed and Merry Christmas ever, and they thank you for supporting them this year. Acre Station Meat Farm, located Highway 32 in Pinetown between Washington and Plymouth. Give them a call at 252-927-3489. Acre Station Meat Farm open Monday through Saturday, 6.30 to 6.30, Friday and Saturday until 7. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Christmas news. Inner Banks Media is teaming up with Greenville Fire and Rescue and the Salvation Army once again for Christmas with the Embers. It's back December 21st at Reimage Church in Winterville. Tickets can be purchased at ibxmedia.com at its Steinbeck's Men's Shop. Tickets are $20. Kids 10 and under are free. Experience Christmas with the Embers, a concert for Pitt County Operation Santa Claus, Tuesday, December 21st. It's the most wonderful time of the Christmas with the Embers, brought to you by Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service, Specialty FDR, Greenville Toyota, SCA Collections, Steinbeck's Men's Shop, Greenville Utilities, Fantastic Sam's, Comfort Master, Wilkerson Funeral Home and Crematory, Telco Credit Union, and Interbanks Media. Dr. Philip Goldstein and Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialists at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your 
GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina Digestive Diseases. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks to Jim Zogi for being by today. Congratulations to Tarboro. Second state championship in a calendar year. Uh, Rose and Wallace Rose Hill coming up empty in their bids. But uh, Jeff Craddock just keeps it rolling at Tarboro. It's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, Joe Giglio slated to be on with us tomorrow. We'll have signing day coverage Wednesday. Also tomorrow, a little bit of uh, Joe Dooley uh, comments from the radio show tonight, which is coming up next. For Ben, I'm Patrick. See you tomorrow. Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. Atavola offers diverse menu selections, casual lunches, and family meals ready to go. At Atavola, they specialize in the creative use of fresh ingredients, seasonal menu selections, and fun culinary creations from the kitchen that will satisfy even the pickiest taste buds. Treat yourself to lunch or dinner today at Atavola, and make sure to join them the second Wednesday of every month for their free wine tastings. Atavola Red Banks Road in Greenville. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell, proud fourth-generation winemaker at Dupin Winery and proud new graduate of East Carolina. So many great things are happening right now 